iconic steps talks. This is Harry. He's from the BFI and he does marketing. He'll explain exactly what part of marketing he does himself. So yeah, I'll leave it for him to take away. Cool. Uh, hi everyone. So yeah, as, uh, thanks Victoria. Um, I'm Harry. I work in the digital marketing team at the BFI. Um, there's about 30 of us in total um, in the marketing and communications team. So that's probably about 20 people in marketing and uh, 10 in the press team. So it's quite a big team. Um, there's about 500 people working at the BFI. And um, before I came to the BFI, uh, most places where I worked were only about 30 people. So um, it was quite a change going into such a big team and such a big organization. And um, it's, it's quite different as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different kind of setup. Um, there's four of us in the digital marketing team in total. So there's the digital marketing manager and then three of us. Um, so you've got the manager going to a lot of the meetings, which we don't have to deal with so much, uh, looking at the strategy, and then the rest of us will implement um, the campaigns and things like that. Um, so we deliver marketing campaigns basically through digital channels. That's what digital marketing is. So um, teams will come... like. Other teams within marketing will come to us and say, "We want to, we want to deliver this campaign. Can you advise? Like, we've got this money to do so. How would you best advise to to reach audiences through um, through digital channels?" So we'll put, um, we'll go away, put a campaign proposal together, and then we'll come back and uh, propose that to them. And if they're happy with it, we'll then implement that as well. So um, just as an example of a campaign, we're running a gothic campaign um, from this summer till the end of January. So we'll go out and um, we'll basically do our audience research. We'll say, look, who do we want to reach with this program? We'll look at the various elements to it. So there's, um, there are screenings running at the South Bank here in the cinemas. We've got DVD releases. Um, and so we'll basically look at the different channels at our disposal and look at the, the budget we've got and then plan that accordingly. So um, just to take you through like, the channels that we use, um, the main one that, that, I, that I mostly work on is email marketing. So um, um, our main BFI email list is 70,000 email addresses, which is, is pretty big. So that's great. Like, it's a great way to reach people's inboxes straight away. It's not as cool as social media, but um, it is still really effective and a, a great way to get straight into people's inboxes. Um, with our emails, you usually get a, around a 20% open rate, which is kind of industry standard. It can be a bit depressing at times when you spend hours and hours building this email newsletter. You send it out, and then only a fifth of people open it, and a few more will click on it. So um, it, it can be a lot of work, but it, it's pretty effective. Um, obviously, with a list of 70,000, that's, that's pretty big. That's grown over time. but. Um, if you were to build up a smaller email list, you'll find even with a small list, it can be quite um, well targeted and it, it still is quite an effective way of reaching people. Um, in terms of social media, we mostly, mostly use Facebook and uh, Twitter. So on Facebook, we've now got 34,000 fans and Twitter is up to 166,000 when I checked today. So. Um, Facebook has grown from when I started about three years ago. It was around 5,000. So we've grown that organically through posting every day and through adverts as well that you can run on Facebook. 
And we don't have loads of money for advertising on Facebook, but even just small campaigns can really help boost your Facebook page. Um, Twitter, as I mentioned, is a lot bigger. I think it is easier to, to kind of make your post go more viral on Twitter. So we, we've just seen our uh, kind of follower size grow massively over the last few years, which is really good. And it's one of our kind of key communication channels. So um, on Twitter, we'll put out film news, um, advice, um, everything from like, we'll, we'll even monitor the TV schedule, what's going out on, say, Film 4. And if there's a relevant film that we think our audience will be interested in, we'll tweet about that as well. Um, Facebook, since they brought in the timeline about six months to a year ago, it's, it's all about kind of visual photos. And um, we do a lot of um, posts with directors' birthdays, um, putting out competitions on there, and kind of exclusive content always goes down well. Um, in terms of blogging and, and news, we have a news section on the website as well. And if you want to kind of reach people and keep your website fresh, like a blog is a perfect way to do that. So we have news content going out every day. Uh, we have an in-house journalist, news editor, and we usually put out three news stories per day, um, which is quite a lot. But even if you, if you have a small film blog and you're just putting out, say, a post a week, that's, that's still great like, to have that kind of refreshed content all the time. And obviously, once you have that content, you can put that out on your social media channels. Um, one thing that works particularly well is um, a list. So every Thursday, we do a top 10 list. Um, we recently did one um, to tie in with the film Heaven's Gate from the 80s, which just got re-released. And at the time, it was a massive box office flop. But it's since been viewed as a, a bit of a masterpiece. So we put out a list of 10 great films that flopped at the box office but are now kind of seen as critically successful. Stuff like Blade Runner was on there. Anyway, that, that film list has got around 10,000 views since we, we put it online. So it's a great way to draw people into your website and, and also for, to have content to put out there as well. Um, one other thing I look after is um, what we call PPC, which is pay-per-click advertising. So I don't know if you're searching Google and you ever see um, the little adverts appearing at the top. Those are basically uh, company adverts. And uh, basically, you pay every time someone clicks on those. And um, they're quite important in terms of building up your website and getting drawing in that traffic from Google. So like Google ranking and um, being optimized on, on search engines is really important in terms of getting people to come to your website. Um, just to talk about a bit about myself, um, so I graduated in 2006, which feels like a long time ago now, um, from Sussex University. I actually studied anthropology, which uh, doesn't really relate to what I'm doing now in marketing, but um, I've always had an interest in people and cultures, and though it's kind of given me transferable skills that you can use in marketing and apply as well. I find a lot of people working in marketing might not necessarily have studied it, but have done um, psychology or kind of English and a, a lot of kind of arts and social sciences. Um, after university, I spent a year traveling, which I'd really recommend if you, if you want to go to university or just want some time out between after college and going into a career. I think it's good just to take that year out and kind of get a... Get a you know, go around the world, see a bit, and kind of get more of a perspective on things before you kind of launch straight into the career. Um, 
I got my first marketing job in 2008. I was doing a bit of temping work and then went to an agency, um, basically just polished my CV. It's really important to get your CV down right so that it's, make sure there's no mistakes in it. Once you think you've got your CV ready, give it to two or three friends or family just to check over, make sure there's no typos in it. Because if someone sees a typo straight away, they'll be like, no, that's kind of dis- discredit- discredited. Um, and I started at the BFI back in November 2010, so just coming up to three years here now. Um, if you're interested in marketing, um, there's, basic, there's courses you can do as well. So whilst um, I've been working, I did two courses with CIM, who are the Chartered Institute of Marketing. So I did the professional certificate um, in 2009, and then went on to do a digital diploma in uh, 2011. And uh, both of those courses were self-funded. It's, it's quite a lot of hard work studying whilst you're working, trying to have a social life as well. Basically, you have to stop going out around exam time, which can be a bit boring, but it's worth it in the long run. Um, and those courses cost, uh, I think, around £1,000 each, and that was self-funded. So at one point, I was even you know, working in a bar on Saturday nights and then studying and doing my office job as well. So it's quite intense, but... You really find if you go into a potential employer or go into a recruitment agency and you've got this, these courses under your belt, then that's a really ben- good benefit as well. Um, and there's not just marketing courses as well. There's, um, the, I did a really good one last year with the Independent Cinema Office, and um, that was on digital marketing specifically, and that was, that was really good. Um, it wasn't so much as the other courses I talked about. It's only a couple of hundred pounds, I think, and the BFI actually paid for that, for me to go on that as a training course. And that was cool because I met a lot of peers from different cinemas around the country, people working on different film festivals, so it's good to catch up with other people and um, share ideas so you can kind of rip off some of their ideas for your next marketing idea. or um, and, and also just get a bit of reassurance about the challenges everyone's facing because in this industry, there's not always that much money to go around. So, you know, you're doing what you can on a low budget. So it's good to kind of, you know, see, see that happens elsewhere as, as well. Um, in terms of get, getting into marketing, I mean, most people, <laughs> most people working here are either coming in through um, internships, which... Um, which the BFI has actually put a hold on that program at the moment, but obviously there's internships elsewhere. Again, that's that can be tough. You know, you're you're working full time, often on a small salary or for little money. But at the end, it is a good way of kind of getting into a place and um, making those connections and maybe getting a job at the end of it. The the route I took was through a uh, recruitment consultant. Um, so basically. I was temping at first, and then you just kind of build up contacts with the agency, and then uh, once you've built up enough experience, hopefully they'll start putting you forward for kind of full-time permanent jobs as well. Um, I used Michael Page, who are specific to sales and marketing. Um, they they do they place for charities and um, all, all kinds of sectors, really. But there are some specific to film and TV, like um, Searchlight Recruitment, as an example. So if you wanted to get into media or film and TV, then they're a good one to approach. Um, Just a bit on self-marketing as well. Um, 
I bet you're all on Facebook, um, and you've, you've probably done this, but always uh, check your privacy settings. Um, if you're applying for a job these days, any potential employer will probably, the first thing they'll do is search your name on the internet. So if your Facebook page comes up and you're full of photos, you know, on a Friday night out in the pub and stuff like that, just, just bear in mind who might be looking at those. So that's something I, I always check. Um, especially as Facebook always are, are updating and uh, changing privacy settings. Um, and in terms of kind of self-publicizing, um, LinkedIn is a really good network for setting up a profile on. Um, and if you want to tweet as well, um, it's, it can be good to use Twitter from a professional point of view as well. Um, again, if you're into, I spoke about blogging earlier, this is quite, if you're into your writing or you wanted to start a film blog, this is quite a good way not only to creatively express yourself, but also um, as if you go to an employer and uh, copywriting might be part of the job, you can show them, hey, look, this is my blog, these are my writing skills, and it's good, good to have that kind of real-life example that you can show to them. Um, so, yeah, basically, to sum, sum up, I know you've had a lot of cool speakers coming in, like directors and actors, but... Um, yeah, marketing's a other option. I really enjoy what I do. It's always it's always different. Um, it's not quite as glamorous, but um, I find a lot of my colleagues working marketing and also doing their creative thing on the side as well. So there's a there's a lot of photographers in the team, a lot of amateur filmmakers, experimental filmmakers as well. So um, I think it gives you that good grounding into uh, cinema audiences and goers, and then. Uh, yeah, there's always time for other things on the side as well. So yeah, um, any questions? Hey. Um, have you personally dealt with um, strategies to make a video viral? Um, yeah, this is something we've looked at. Um, we do quite a lot of uh, video syndication, which is um, where you'll take your video and a, comp a company or a software will seed it out across lots of different networks. And so that might go on to, um, and this is paid syndication, that might go on to, say, The Guardian, and you build up views that way, and then that will help push people back to your YouTube channel and they'll start viewing their, your video as well. I mean, it's really hard to get a viral hit. It needs to be funny, timely, and it's quite hard to pull that off. I'd, I'd say like only one in 10 videos that are intended to go viral do actually go viral. Especially, I mean, if it's someone on YouTube, you know, falling down the stairs, then that, that is quite likely to go viral compared to a company who is basically putting out an advert and um, trying to get a hit with that. So, it, yeah, it's a fine line. What does viral actually mean? Is it just going on the internet or beyond that? It's, well, I think as a term, virality is basically the amount of times that a video is viewed and how it increases over time and it needs to hit a certain point so that it's actually going up at a certain amount per, per day or per minute per second. So it's basically multiplying, if that makes sense, in a way. We, we had a video go viral recently um, and that was because um, Kevin Spacey basically tweeted it and it shows like the how important it is to reach these influential bloggers and tweeters because literally one tweet from Kevin Spacey, just, this video just rocketed in views. And this was footage of London from the 1920s, so you wouldn't expect it to be a big viral hit. And like black and white footage that had been, I think it was like the first colour 
footage of London that had been colorized back in the 20s. What's that? Was he tweeted that? Um, I'm not sure where he picked it up from. Yeah, he tweeted off his own back. And sometimes we'll do that. Sometimes we'll try and reach out to these people. So whether it's our press team sending an email to a contact and saying, hey, we've just put this video up, do you mind no, talking about it? Does, oh, but do you have somebody here who like, famous who um, Yeah, maybe not quite as famous as Kevin Spacey, but yeah, there are definitely figureheads around the organisation. You know, like film critics, for example. So they have that leverage as well. They'll have their own mini following on, on Twitter and Facebook. So that's a good way to reach out as well. But yeah, probably not on the same scale as yeah. Kevin Spacey, which is obviously amazing coverage for the... Um, like, for example, someone who's starting up a company, would they want to um, market themselves as a representative of the company or just really focus on the company? So instead of just promoting mm. your company via your own Twitter and your own um, Facebook, should you just create a whole new thing, don't tell anybody behind it because some people yeah. judge I don't know um, I'd, I'd say um, obviously you, if you're setting up a company or you want to set up a brand around that as well you'd have your main kind of profile pages for that but there's something to be said about being the face of the company as well often people if say it's a video production company as an example people will want to know who's running it like who they're talk, who they're dealing with so I think having that personalised kind of voice of the company is good as well. So whether that's just, you know, the company about us page, you've got like the, the founders, the, the people working on the team. And yeah, definitely, I'd say definitely use your personal profiles. But um, obviously, you'd have to kind of make it, give it a business tone. So Facebook, I mean, you might want to keep that for your personal networks where, and keep it private, whereas Twitter, you're going to be more open and public on that. So yeah, you'd be tweeting as the, as the founder, as the representative of the company. And I think definitely for smaller businesses, it's really important to have that kind of more personalized service. Because a lot of what I do is mostly B2C, which is business to consumer. So you're sending out an email to thousands and thousands of people and hoping that some come and buy a ticket. Whereas when you're doing, when you're setting up a small company, it's, it's a more personalized kind of service. You've got to be reaching out and making those individual connections. And that's where LinkedIn is really useful as well. Would you say the future is um, future's like for like, marketing? Like, a lot of like, for marketers like, such mm. as yourself, do people, um, do you think they're going to continue to invest in people like you to market their companies? Or do you think like, because a lot, yeah. I noticed recently on the internet that people have distributed a lot of the information and the structure of how to market things anyway. Mm. So do you think people are going to like ignore that and continue to hire like yourself or just use yeah. and within marketing as well there's, there's two there's basically two areas where you can work in you can work what's called in house which is what I do where a company employs you to do their marketing or you can work um, for an agency so um, we work with a couple of agencies as well but they're basically just a whole company that exists just to do marketing and someone like the BFI will come along and pay them just to work on a single campaign so I think it really depends on the amount of money people have. Um, if you're a small business, it's probably cheaper to do it in-house and just say have one person, even maybe just the founder and the directors doing the marketing as well. And, and you'll find a lot these days that small businesses, a lot of the people who are setting them up, they're, they're pretty skilled in different areas. So 
not only do, will they know about, say, the film production, but they'll know how to market. How to market. They'll know about the finances, the accounting, because there's only a few of you. You've got to be quite hands-on in what you're doing. And so, if you if you can learn a bit, you know, self-learn about marketing and you know, do social media yourself, then it's going to save you a lot of money. But you'll find like bigger companies when they've got a lot of money to throw around, they'll they'll go to an agency and they'll have like a ad agency, a social agency, a digital marketing agency, all these different people charging a lot of money there. So <laughs> it's nice to have, but yeah, it's expensive. So in terms of like marketing and top of video guys are like making their films and they make films on the yeah. So to give it a lifespan beyond their friends and family, how from A to B, how would you kind of tell them to market um, I would say, yeah, I mean, social media profiles are a great way of doing that. You'll see a lot of um, films have their own Facebook pages these days. Again, it's a lot of work to, to update. So I think before you rush in and say, oh, okay, we're going to be on Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, etc., think about how much time you actually have to put into it. And um, a film blog is a great way of doing that because um, you can get traffic going to the website. So if you can set up a just a small website for your film, um, keep the content fresh, keep people coming to the site, and then use social profiles like um, Facebook and Twitter as well, just to keep people updated. Again, with with Facebook, you need to make sure you have fresh content to put out there. But I think it's a great way to re so you'll reach your friends, your family, and then tap into their networks as well. I think there's a rule for um, for every person you know on Facebook, um, they have 500 friends, and then again that that network will keep multiplying. So you have the potential to reach quite a big audience. Um, in terms of money, if you can spend anything on advertising, Facebook is quite a cheap way of doing it. You can set up campaigns for as little as kind of you know 50 pounds, and that's just to uh, build up your page. But obviously, if, if money's limited, then you, you might not always be able to do that. Um. Um, due to like, everybody using the internet mm. consistently now, um, how effective do you think outdoor campaigns are to market a product or a brand? Um, outdoor as in kind of outdoor advertising? Yeah, yeah and like Central Lab, you know, there's certain times you see people yeah. just um, marketing certain products yeah. or a brand that's about to start. Um, do you think that's even worthwhile anymore? I mean... For our bigger campaigns, we'll run uh, tube, uh, tube advertising, maybe bus sides for the London Film Festival. Um, personally, I'm all about digital, so I'd always put a lot of the money into online. But there's something to be said about integrating those two, like the online and offline. You, you see that done, I think, sometimes badly when you see a, like a QR code which you can scan with your phone. You see it on a tube poster, which you can't even use it anyway because you've got no signal on the underground, for example. Um, but it can be done well um, when you connect the two. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, if you again, it costs a lot of money even just to have people handing out flyers and stuff like that. I mean, how much kind of impact is that going to make people just picking up a flyer? But I think you can do some quite cool um, guerrilla campaigns where I'm not advocating kind of graffiti or anything like that, but you see where people have gone round and sprayed like a mysterious symbol like all over like a certain area and that gets people talking about it, you know, like what's that all about? And it might even be a like a giant QR code that people could scan or something like that. But um 
yeah, there's, there's different kind of creative ways you can approach it. But yeah, you just have to be careful about getting in trouble with kind of local council as well. We've looked at doing those kind of guerrilla campaigns where you're spraying down like stickers like to, with arrows to send people places. But you just got to be aware that you've got to get approval for stuff like that and then kind of clean it up after. So it depends how big you are as a company as well, like what, what you're, what's expected of you and what you can get away with as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. I think it's, it's less so in the States, I think, where literally everyone goes into their chosen field from what they've studied at university. But I think in the UK, it's a lot more transferable. Um, I, at the time, when I, when I left school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do for a career. And I just, you know, chose a subject that interested me. So I don't think, you know, studying... I think it's, it's great if you're really passionate about film. Studying film is, is great, but... If something else interests you as well, then I think that's fine. And so long as you you feel like you can transfer those skills over, and also a lot of the, a lot of universities as well will offer kind of joint courses where you can study two different things. So you could be doing like film on one hand and business on the other. For example, if you were looking to set up your own company, um, I think it's really tough. Like these days, once you leave as well, like um, I think I was quite lucky because I left university before the big economic crash so I was able to get a job quite easily um, I know now there's a lot of competition as well just for those kind of entry level like marketing assistant roles and things like that so it's, it's a bit of a vicious circle like how do you get into it you need experience you haven't got experience so you need to get into it and it's you just like kind of going round and round but there are there are opportunities out there and um, there are like we said like talked about internships and also um if there's any op opportunities to volunteer and things like that as well. That I've done a bit on the, on the side where um, I've out helped out mates with um, their websites and things like that. Um, there are different websites as well where you can basically um, post up your details um, saying, you know, like, I'm a web developer or I can help you with your marketing. And it's, um, and it's all for charities, basically. And, and people will come to you and say, OK, I'll, I'll use you for this project. So there's different opportunities to get in. But yeah, with an agency, like if you can get in with a recruitment agency, that's really useful. Um, I mean, you just basically just have to keep badgering them, make sure your CV is really polished, and um, send email your CV, follow, follow up with a phone call, go in and meet them if you can, like try and get dressed up nice and smart, shave or trim your beard if that's applicable, and then, um, yeah, and just try and make a good impression. And uh, once you're on their radar, then that will be quite helpful in terms of helping you out. Cool, thanks, guys.